0: Hello, and welcome to The Acolytes of Merlin. This will be our third episode discussing Rhythm of War, the fourth book in the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson. Uh, We are your hosts, Johnny. And John. And joining us once again are... Tim. And Aaron. All right. So today we're mostly just going to be discussing... So the magic system stuff and some of the world building, as well as some of the, as well as the Evergrass and some of the more Cosmere implication, Cosmere connected stuff in the book. So I'll kind of go ahead by now, I think, and say a blanket Cosmere spoilers for this episode. Uh, do, we won't be doing heavy speculation on like deep Cosmere things. Lot of connections to other books within this book that we'll wanna that we will want to talk about. So yeah. Kind of a blanket spoiler warning for that. Sorry if you haven't read <laughs> other Cosmere stuff. Uh well we think we we've covered most of the pretty much all the major plot points that are not magic related prior to this. So
1: Yeah so if you watched the other two episodes then you are good in terms of what we think about the 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 isolated stormlight roshar universe.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. With the exception of the is that some of the lights and whatnot, but we wanted to kind of get more into implications cosmic yeah. implications for that. So all right, uh anyone have any so oh yeah so spoilers the whole Cosmere starting now. <laughs> so
1: I Um, noticed, um, especially with the epigraphs, without going into any particular one, I noticed that they were, or Sanderson was going into um, deeper Cosmere stuff than I'd ever seen him go into with the um, first three Stormlight Archive books, or even anything else that I've read of him. So, I didn't know exactly how to feel about that when that came up. Um primarily because I was thinking about the structure of Stormlight as a whole and um thinking that um because it's it's split up into 1 through 5 and 6 through 10 that 6 through 10 would offer more of a wider scope. And we were getting a little bit of that prior to book six. And because so much of a a series this long is dependent on saving stuff for later installments um, in order to preserve some sort of mystery, which I've talked about with other books in other episodes of, of different series... Um, I was thinking, "Oh, are we looking at a a, a situation where we we're, we're not exactly engaging with um future mysteries in a way that is satisfying or that would lend itself to um more of a a, a, a serious analysis of um of, of the world that we're looking at?"
0: So so I think first of all, it's an, I think it's a great I'm gonna backtrack a little bit on your comment, but I think it's a, that's a really this is a really important discussion about just there being more Cosmere stuff introduced early on, uh or like at this point, because Sanderson has said with the Cosmere that he wants a lot of this Mistborn to be separate, Stormlight to be separate, and they're Easter eggs and tie-ins, but that you can largely read the stories, like, separately. And now, I don't know how much you can kind of say that after Rhythm of War. Um, And and, and I think that's kind of to your point, John, is, like, you're reading the epigraphs, like, in particular, like, the letter, and he's dropping shard names, which we'll get into. But, yeah, like, from your perspective, it's like, oh, okay, this is cool i have no idea what this means because i haven't read all of this and even though it's not well it's some of it's relevant to the to this mm-hmm. book but not all of it is a lot of it's not
1: <laughs> some of it feels as though he he thinks he has a and he may be right he has a solid enough grounding in what he's written and put forward already that what was initially a risky prospect of, um, going deep into his interconnected world is now a little safer because he has so much established in other worlds. And even this world with three massive books already under his belt, that he can go into his universe and,
2: not lose people. Yeah. I was going to say, I I would agree with that because everything is predicated upon what came before. And because there was so much that came before, I'm going to just say so much that came before words of radiance, uh, because just looking at way of Kings as it's, you know, by itself being an individual entry um, you don't know where it's going to go. Even if Sanderson said, oh, this is going to be book one of, of ten and two different sections, it's still just one entry. So if you took everything that had been written prior to that, which I think was the first two Mistborns, Elantris, um, Warbreaker, um, White Sands, I don't think was done. But anyway, um, there's only so many mental connections you can make. But as you get more and more into a series and you he publishes more and more outside of Roshar, it's inevitable that that's all going to get connected. But I think the reason why Stormlight is is unable to uh, push back the, the ensuing flood from the Cosmere is that the one thread that connects everything, which is Hoyd is a prominent character in Stormlight in a way that he isn't in any of the other Cosmere books. The fact that Hoyd is not only a point of view character, even, even though remotely in, um, I mean, he's just the epilogue in um, of Way of Kings. And if, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's also just the epilogue in Words of Radiance and then gets more chapters as he goes on. But the fact that not only is he a point of view character, but he's also playing a significant role in the events on Roshar in a way that he didn't in any of the other books um, prior to Roshar and, and uh, Stormlight happening.
0: Yes. Yeah. Hoyd Hoyt being a kind of an, the anchor of the Cosmere in general and being prominent in Stormlight matters for us feeling more connected to the Cosmere. Um,
2: and he's pulling yeah. those connections to him, whether mm. Sanderson wants to or not. Yes. And I think that, that's, that's another conversation for, um, you know, authorial intent of, you know, having like this subtle character that has connections in, in the, you know, just a, uh, a spread of, of literature and then having that one very minor influence be prominent somewhere else. There, there are laws at play that Sanderson cannot... Uh, deny or defy Um, but again I think that's a separate conversation but I think that point is really salient in saying Stormlight cannot deny the rest of the Cosmere just because of Hoid being that anchor character.
0: Yeah and and now the other big stuff is there are like there's a couple major Warbreaker tie-ins like Nightblood is the big one and Nightblood is also big because he like he like he breaks certain like he's an, he's someone a, a entity not native to stormlight that is super important. I mean he he's shown like he breaks like well I mean he kills rays <laughs> like yeah. that's the like mechanism that kills rays is some not stormlight. I mean and then like he does a bunch of stuff like an Oathbringer and yeah so like that's a big deal and like Kaladin fights against Vasher who is using Awakening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh which that scene I think is more fine because you don't necessarily need to understand what weird things Vasher's doing, but they like, yeah, like Nightblood and like Wit, uh, and, in particular, um well, because not to get too far in the character, but yeah. we already went
1: through that, but it 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 plays well into um Kaladin needing to scale back on his martial dominance of whatever situation that he's in, which which uh, his his training session with Zael were already doing that. but the fact that that was a huge part of his character arc in this book means that um that that scene really lent itself to that that particular segment of his trajectory.
2: Yes. Yeah. And, and I know that, that, that um, predictions for book five are, are another thing, but I, I think it's also important to note with the Cosmere spilling in so much in rhythm of war. Um, it, it, I think Sanderson is setting up for the Cosmere to be more significant in book five, if not throughout the entirety, but maybe toward the end to say like, okay, you know, here's what it is. But I, I think talking more about what's just what we already know in book four. Um, again, so like John had mentioned, it was so much more prevalent, and it, it wasn't subtle anymore. Whereas, uh, especially in books one and two, it, it was subtle. Like you needed to know what you were looking for mm-hmm. in order to to really not only catch it, but then understand the significance. Book Rhythm of War. He he he's punching you in the face with this, and I, th- yeah. that's deliberate. He wants he wants you to know these things are happening. He and I yeah. think Sanderson wants the readers to start making those connections, despite the fact that he says, "Oh, I want these all to be standalone books." And again, they can be enjoyed as standalone books, mm-hmm. but they're so much more enhanced. You know, having read Warbreaker, that scene that Johnny talked about, and I know we talked mm-hmm. about this before, was mm-hmm. so much better. And I think Sanderson wants – before it would be an Easter egg where he's rewarding people for having read them. Now I think he wants his readers to know what's going on. It's almost as though he has the ability
1: to – or he has the ability to empower those readers to find – that, like he, they could find satisfaction in them before, but he's able to gift them a little more than he was before mm-hmm. because yes. – um, he, he's offering enough to readers of, of this series only to allow them to invest themselves
2: in, in this without needing to pick up on those other things. Right. And, and I would liken it to some of the side plot stories in Final Fantasy VII, um, where you, as you're playing the game, you, you can go on a main quest and you can enjoy the game and, and absolutely love it and get a full complete story but if you do these side quests that are maybe sometimes hard to Mm -hmm. find you get a fuller picture of what's going on and all of the events and some of the people who are off to the sides or maybe working from the shadows and the appreciation of the ending is heightened it's not
0: changed it's just heightened so i think i doing the same thing Without getting I right, without turning this into a final fantasy seven discussion, I am going to push back on the fact that I there are key details about characters in final fantasy seven that are not revealed unless you do those side quests, and I think that's a problem. But <laughs> well, and I'm likening uh, the side quests to like Warbreaker,
2: so like, yeah, with yeah, uh, Warbreaker, like again, that, that fight scene. Um, yeah, I, I think. I, the video game wants you to discover these. I think Sanderson wants you to read these other books. But if you don't, it's okay. You're gonna get to where you to the end and still enjoy it.
0: All right, um, I'll just say that the central. I did not. I did not understand the central mystery of fully understand the central mystery of Final Fantasy VII until I looked up stuff on the internet afterwards.
1: So Final Fantasy is a a, a touch more restrictive in that sense where it requires yes. those those quests because it's part of the same like nominal game this is someone who's never played it yeah but I'm trying to bring in my perspective um no, yeah. <laughs> so it it allows for that um and even requires those side quests in a way that stormlight doesn't necessarily but the the general comparison is still yes.
0: Yes, relevant yeah. and 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 worth and worth making. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, are I are there any is there anything else? I'm gonna say, uh, Aaron. Like, what are your what were your kind of thoughts going through and seeing? Just your more general thoughts, seeing more of these Cosmere connections.
3: Yeah, it was. You know, I think one of the things that I've always appreciated about Brandon is that he's good at being able to um, lay a foundation and then in subsequent works, um, either turn that foundation on its head or, or build upon it and, and go somewhere. So if we're starting to get, you know, a lot of the names of these shards or different, um hints at different things this early um then I'm only expecting that in book five and beyond we're we're gonna be getting a whole i think by book five we'll probably have a of a better picture of what the stakes really are, and then maybe the second half of the series will probably get sort of um the story of of resolving those stakes, whatever those are. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, I, I would generally agree with that. That I we will understand like by the end of book five. Well, we'll, we'll get into speculate specifics right. later, but I agree that we will un- probably understand more of those stakes by the end of book five, and we already can somewhat. But yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Which which typically,
1: um, Wit is or or Hoyt is only talking about those in terms of like he he has he seems to have views of different scopes. Um, whether we're talking about Roshar, but he's like like he's said in so many words, he let Roshar burn um, yes. before he lets um, the Cosmere fall. Which which th- those two things can be, um, it can be, be clashing against one another. Mm-hmm. My my curiosity is, um, what does the specific magic, um, what do the specific magic insights that we get in this book, and for Stormlight in general, how do those play in to the Cosmere in general with... The lights and the sounds and any of the Easter eggs that may come we we brought up the um um what what zail did um in, in with with Kaladin. um wh- what what are the specifics there that anyone wants to address
2: so for me well, as, oh, well, well, well,
0: just for, just first of all what Zele is doing with Kaladin is totally separate or is is not related to like the light stuff that oh, I understand. I understand yeah. that, but yeah. there, are, there, there are different forms of investiture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is what
1: this story makes clear that it, it, yes. it, it uses that term a number of times where it gives this yes. overarching um, framework to all of the different things that it's talking about, giving us for the first time language to talk about. The Cosmere magic system in a way that we might not have had before in Universe.
0: Okay. Yes. So, in that sense, so how does it, well, Tim, you had, you had a thought. All right. So, yeah. well, I'm going to pivot just a little bit. Um, to say, first time in
2: Universe, I, I would push back only because there is a section in Warbreaker that kind of lays the foundation for then what is amplified, but I would definitely say it is now mo- more coherent in rhythm of war. Um, so just kind of like a point of clarification. Sure. That said, uh, going to like what was introduced in um, in rhythm of war and then also alluding to uh, the the investiture in in Warbreaker, I, I think using the frequency of light and and using actual rhythm, an actual song was really, really cool, um, and I think the, the 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 system that is in Warbreaker, which is actual human breath, and then the investiture of color, and and that sort of thing, was really inventive from a writing perspective. Yes. Um, and I think the the biocromatic aspects using actual human breath, uh, or you know, as a standard for soul, but then also just using Rhythm, just using light, but using it in a very specific, defined way. And then, how do those all interplay? All right, let's have light and rhythm. And how does a certain rhythm impact a certain light? And and um specifically when um when Navani is talking with the the people from uh, Aziz, I believe. And she's just like, "Look, you, you got to tell me how are you making your Fabriels? Because right now we're at a point where like guild secrets need to go away." And finally, someone says, oh, it's all about like the the frequency. And, you know, they pull out the tuning fork and they're able to make the, the storm light, you know, move into the Fabriol because of that frequency. I remember reading that thinking like, oh, I've never seen anything like that before. I've seen maybe in in Wheel of Time, weaving of threads but I've you know or and like other magic systems where right. you know that you you there's a certain amount of control that the individual caster is having, but let's put some scientific stuff let's put physics in there oh, and yeah. now it's less about the caster and more about the physics that are at play yeah um and kind of rushing ahead of ourselves but if if the combination of cultivation and honor is science, then that that was whether Sanders intended it to be or not saying oh yeah physics being superimposed on a different type of physics is going to result in different types of magic was really really awesome for
0: me oh yeah i i think it was mm-hmm. really yeah i i i tend to not care as much about the science parts of it like i kind of i literally kind of not glossed over it but like i'm just kind of like okay this is cool but like i focus on all right this is the end point this is where they got to <laughs> But it is really cool that he wrote that the way he did. Yeah. Uh,
1: even, even that, I think, is, a, is slightly reductive, even from your perspective, Johnny, because um, the, the scientific aspect of it lends itself to a harder magic system where yes, the, the sure. agency of the system is dependent on natural law. Whereas, yes. um, which leaves the the agency of a character or a given character to their own to, to themselves only, and they don't they don't have they might not have as much artistic control over that magic system as as in something with a softer magic system and even something like Duel of Time where there's more artistry, um, but they can use that more. Uh, that harder more defined um physical reality um even as it is to their own ends and according to their own values and such and whatever else you want to attribute to those individual people
0: oh yeah no i think it's like really cool in that way um yeah to go and kind of pivoting into like kind of your question about how does it tie into some of the other like how does the light tie into some of the other types of investiture so like okay so right so we have storm light lifelight vo- and void light are kind of like our we'll call them our like primary colors so to speak okay <laughs> uh, the power sources from our three shard dunro share uh so tower light is storm light and lifelight war light storm light and void light and then whatever odium and cultivation light is, like, as, as, assuming there is one. Probably. Yeah. I was going to say, like, rampant
2: overgrowth. I mean, like, uh, invasive species.
0: Right. So, I feel like yeah. there's a lot of potential. I think that's, like, more of a book five speculation thing, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um Yeah. Now, the really kind of cosmic connection stuff is the anti-light. So, and this is yeah. something that was like, proposed in the, or, like, theorized about for years in the forums and stuff, what was in Gavilar's Black Sphere in the Way of Kings, uh, which is the anti-void light. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I think the anti-light is this, like, it's extrapolating on some of this, and at least on what we have I I would at least guess that there is an anti invest there are presume there are ways to create anti investiture for the other shards that are not like that are not on Rochar. Okay. Unless the anti unless that stuff is like Rochar specific. I don't know. What are people's thoughts? That yeah. What do you think, Aaron? Oh,
3: I was fascinated by the, by the science system um, and, and like, just because of my, my own musical background and knowing that this planet was, was connected to, to rhythmic things um, sort of in the way that one might invert a melody or a song, being able to invert light. As well, um, it was just so. Oh, oh, it was so cool. So and it
1: really uh, resonated with you, but um, it
3: did. It did uh, resonate with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and and it's something. This is one of the few um systems that could be um replicated in real life in terms of frequencies. Uh, you know if you pick a frequency and then you pick its its opposite frequency um i think that would be fascinating to kind of hear those um against each other in real life
1: because there there uh there isn't really a w- real world
2: analog of that is there i don't think so cuz the way that i understood it was um So like specifically with sound waves, like sound waves Mm -hmm. in a certain way. And just just like as a a way to think about it, like, you know, so revolutions per second Mm -hmm. and um, everything is like in Western music, everything is like very specific ratios. So um, using musical terms like an A scale, the low A to the top A are going to be a one to two ratio. So A440 to A880. So they're going to revolve at a one to two ratio, which is why when you play two octaves, it sounds like the same note. And when you play the lower octave at a higher volume, it amplifies the higher octave. And then a perfect fifth is like two to three. And then a perfect fourth is like three to four in those ratios. Now, the way I was understanding the way that um, the, the Stormlight and Towerlight and all that was working oscillations go in one direction, but I was kind of viewing this as like, oh, well, what if, you know, maybe the the void light was going in a different direction and that's how um, they were able to get their rhythms to sync up is because they kind of realized, okay, we're going in opposite directions. How can these match?
1: It seems as if I remember right, they, they, it's not that they were going in opposite directions. It's like their their rhythms were um staggered so like you have almost a, mm. a rondo where you have a, a kind of a tune that's not quite lined up with another tune even though there are similarities mm-hmm. and all that Nivani had to do for instance was kind of push them together yeah so that the similar elements
2: lined up mm. um, am i am i right in remembering that is that uh, that's how it was described in the book, but my musician mind was like, no, that's not music. <laughs> okay, that's fair.
3: yeah, I was, I, I guess in my mind, yeah, I was thinking something like, for example, if uh, you know, four forty is the line, you know, having something at four forty one and four thirty nine playing at the same time, it's like it's just, it's like close, but it's just. Off at the same distance, so that when you played them together, um you would kind of get sounds like that, which is kind of what I was thinking when I was
1: But yeah. there's yeah. no substitute to the to the a four forty you can't you have to play that
3: um i mean there's there's well there's two schools of, of yeah right yeah,
2: out the door
3: yeah, but, um, yeah, but I was thinking of like if some universal thing was like here's the line and then you play something this distance from the line and then that same distance below the line it would just be like just on uh, yeah
2: um one other thing that i was really intrigued by and this is going to dip into uh stuff that's already in the cosmere uh with mistborn is um so scadriel has three sets of investiture so it has ruin, it has preservation, and then ruin and preservation come together to make something like that. Yes. Um so if there are 16 shards and everyone can pair up with someone, there are 240 different types of investiture
0: that could be. You've um, thought of this ahead
2: of
1: time. I I, I
0: I don't think it's quite that simple that you can have like I well also there's the investor is different than like the actual magic systems, and like so, like how the power is fueled is different than the effects you get from it. So like, so like, yes, you can combine like obviously a uh, stormlight, voidlight, and lifelight. But like, for example, the fused, as far as we know, well, like the fused, say like the heavenly ones are using surge binding when they're flying. They're so they're you technically using like. Honors the honor slash cult. Well, gravitation is more honor, but like the honor cultivation system. We don't, we haven't seen void binding odiums. So basically, the, there's how the powers are fueled is different than like the what the effects the powers create. If that makes well, sense, let
2: me throw this out into the universe could cultivation and preservation have an investor together? Could autonomy and... That's what I was going to bring up. Could autonomy and modium have something together? Well, autonomy... I thought
3: thought the only reason that preservation and ruin combined was because they were complete opposites from each other.
0: Yeah, it... Um, it,
3: it, At least in that way. I mean, I'm sure... I mean, obviously these 16 shards were once part of the same thing anyway, so, like, they, I mean, that thing could have broken in so many different ways. Right. Uh, but, yeah.
1: yeah. Or it could have more to do with the planet than it does with, yeah. with the shards. Yeah. Because we, we know that those are different things. And yes. if, if, if investiture and the, for, in so many words, the magic system are different things, then maybe the investiture has more to do with the planets um, and um, the, the the shard capabilities are separate things, as evidenced by Odium, who has uh, aligned himself with more than one
0: planet over the course of his life. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I yeah, we're, I I think the planet matters. Um, uh, we're like a lot we're of We're debating the-
2: about like cosmic speculation, big time. Oh, this yeah.
0: is Aaron, to go to your, I do wanted to touch on the rune and preservation or in general, the rune and preservation thing, they both like they're they're more intrinsically linked than a lot of other stuff. So like like they together created life on schedule. Or human life. They created humans on schedule. And so like there's kind of unique and there's kind of unique stuff with their relationship going on there. That affected the magic and stuff. on uh, Similar, I mean, honor and cultivation were a couple. So, like, like Tanavast and Corvallium were a couple. So, like, that presumably Im- impacted some things, maybe. So, the vassals sort of were a couple. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, but, say, on, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but like, on Cell, with, where Atlantis takes place, with De- Devotion and Dominion, those right. are not like they're not combining per se, but yeah. But I mean, theoretically, yeah. I Theoretically, you could have a theoretical combination of a number, any number of them. Theoretically,
1: theoretically, and, we could say anything, but we, we can't necessarily say that the combination of two regionally distant, um, Entities slash shards um, would have the same compatibility as ones that have um, had a sort of history together and are um, uniquely diametrically opposed, maybe, or have some other unique um, r- relation to one another that, uh, yes. that the other ones might not have, other than just being shards.
3: Right. And when I think about the shards that have been mentioned, so far i mean it's really only ruin and odium that feel like the opposite of some things i feel like the other ones are all just kind of in different lanes
0: yeah i i would generally agree with that um yeah i think that yeah i i would generally agree with that i also think the vessel kind of matter like yeah yeah so so like Raze did not want to combine with any other shard, like he didn't want to absorb any other shards because he didn't want to lose any of his intent, so like Void Binding is going to remain like completely of Odium. Uh, well, now, well, now that going to be seeing whatever Tera is going to do with it, but like prior to that o- 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 Odium's, like whatever Void Binding is, would not have really been influenced by another shard. Mm-hmm. Are odium and devotion opposites? Uh, no. But no. well, okay. So devotion was originally going to be love, like, that was like a proto version of devotion was love. So, but that's ve- that was a very that must have been a
1: very intentional change. Yeah, possible that they're opposites, but there's also overlap.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah, because if you ask Ray's. Right, yeah, if you ask Ray's what his shard is, he's passion. <laughs> and love well, is very I, passionate.
2: <laughs> I think through the right lens, though, anything can be a, a complement and anything can be an opposite. And we talked about this a little bit last time, but like preservation and cultivation bo- are both opposites and at the same time, sustaining. Um I think cultivation right. is less sustaining but like so like through the right lens you could make an argument for any of the 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 shards in in a couple uh, or in a pair I should say you know being one or the other. Yes. Uh yeah. You know, like there's a, there's an argument to be said that odium and honor are are on the same side that they're not opposites but they're there's a huge amount of overlap uh, if you want to make that argument.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you have enough like like that's what that's why their com their combined light is war light. I mean like if you if you have honor taken to like an extreme like you'll end to like an extremely emotional place, you'll end up with war <laughs> or fighting, yeah. So um No, yeah, yeah, there there is
1: there is a unity in that. Um even though the, the the light is contentious by its very nature it's also it also can have a singular vector
0: to it yes um, yeah. i I do want to make one quick comment John about uh I think that the magic systems themselves have more to do with well actually yeah, never mind, never mind, I'm not gonna uh, yeah, never mind, forget that, but <laughs> All right, we'll forget it, yeah. So, um, I do want to touch on. So, okay, anything else? Um, lights or um, any of the specific? Uh, well, we yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah. Any, any, anything more with lights? I guess in particular, or any of that stuff from Rhythm of War. I think the
2: only thing is um, having the unmade Spren be not only um, non-antagonistic, but something that, like, a very, very tiny, tiny amount of people on the protagonistic side being like, oh, yeah, this is totally awesome. Um, But the fact that, you know, we do have that, and that's, you know, that that could be, again, big speculation for Book 5, like, where does that go? But I really liked that um, one of the Unmade um was just kind of like look I just I just want to be alive I just want my children to to have have places to bond um I really liked that there was sort of not an opposite but a different sort of um section of spren that we we had been introduced to in Oathbreaker but like in a very minimal way uh but I think
0: was just really well done
2: and really well explored in Rhythm of War
0: Oh yes, Siana's yeah. great, and that's gonna be super interesting to see. Um I think we we'll get more of that in book five. We're gonna get a lot of Ba A mishram in book five, um which is kind of the the when she was sealed away, that's what created the parchment. Like basically getting into cosmos of like real maddox stuff a little bit she basically like cut, like sealing her way cut off the like par- the parchment's like or the singer's connection to roshar in a, in, in a way that makes sense and so yeah so i think i think that's gonna be explored a lot in book five because so i'm pretty sure Shalon like was given a quest to go and find oh yeah. Yeah, because that's, I think, yeah, it's like Murray's is also looking to find it. Well, I was going to say, but that, that got completed, though. Like, that, oh. but,
2: technically. No, not by, not by Um, Yeah, because didn't, like, Relaine Bond, the sprint like, because that's what, like, Shalana was just basically, like, look, I said I'd, like, start the conversation. I didn't say I was going to do anything beyond that.
0: Oh, okay, sorry. So, Sianat is the unmade that is altering the spread. So, like, Relaine and so, like, and so, like, Venarin's spread, that's, that's Sianat. Ba'atomistrum is. A oh, con- that's okay. Separate. Sorry. Sorry. No, I should have clarified that. is. Yes, you know, con- I I conflated the two, so that's my bad. Yeah. I, now I'm with you. Yes. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, I, I think those two in particular we will get a lot of in book five. That's the
1: only to say. She seems sort uh, very central. Um, I, I'm curious to see what her um, the exploration of her nature
0: uh, has to
1: contribute to how the story goes going forward.
0: Yeah, uh, and she's one of the only people who know about the switch about the odium switch. Mm-hmm. I think it's well, other than like shards that can. Figure it out through the spiritual realm stuff. I think it's pretty much L and. Uh, Siana not. Wouldn't Siana not know? Yeah, 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 yeah. L and Siana, maybe the other unmade, but they're all. They have like varying degrees of sentience or awareness. And um, like, so yeah, Siana definitely would know. She's one of the more aware ones. The others, on yeah, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be totally sure.
1: Honestly, I could see Nightblood knowing and the just never saying it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <I> guess, uh...
1: <laughs> just
2: being like, yeah, I, I knew that. What? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like I could see him. Uh, no one asked me. Th- there was a scene in in Warbreaker that I think we talked about. Or, no, I didn't. I don't remember if we talked about it during the podcast or not. Uh, where like like uh, Nightblood just sort of like oh hey look it's so and so very like nonchalantly and it was sort of like to the reader it was like a gigantic reveal like I could totally see Nightblood just passing by and being like oh yeah there's there's Taravangian how's he doing hey oh but yeah like you know like and just revealing oh yeah like this all happened but not bringing it up because she's just like well no one asked me
0: oh yeah yeah that he would, to- well, and it's not related to like destroy. yeah, like destroying evil and it, and like it would be just kind of like a flitting thing that happened and, oh, I vaguely remember someone like pulled me out and, oh, I, I ate well that night, like that was a lot of investiture that I consumed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do want to touch on Ishar uh, just a bit, just because he is doing some pretty crazy yeah, just some pretty crazy connection-y stuff. But, Go for it. No, I don't I don't have like a whole a whole lot. Like just it was just nuts that he basically I, I might even mentioned this in the last episode, but he's basically looks at Dalinar and goes, Oh, that's a nice bond. It's mine now, by the way. Yeah. I'm like, oh boy, that's mm-hmm.
1: I mean, aside from that, just like um shuddery type reaction that all of us had like that's not no that's that's incorrect what you're what you're doing um but, other than that what what does that um what does that say about what he's able to tap into
0: it it, it couldn't what yeah what oh yeah it could imply that he so like bondsmiths can manipulate connection and now we know and so we don't know to quite to what extent or what they can do with it, but based on that, maybe he could lit like like could a bondsmith like take a friend Bond? Well, obviously he was going he was presumably could have stolen the Stormfathers but the Stormfather Bond. Like could he take like Sil from like Kaladin or something which would presumably like it would right. that like so like, would that give, say, 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 like, a bo- well, we'll say a bondsmith, like, uses, because that would have been presumably, yeah, say they basically take the bonds, so or say they, someone, say they were to steal Kaladin's bond with Sil, would that bondsmith gain, like, gain those abilities? Do they have to, like, swear the. I, yeah, like, what does that kill this brand? Do they gain the, like,. Abilities that are associated with that the Nehalba and... they
1: gain the abilities, but then do the Spread become dead eyes because yeah. like they, they have all the, the the ghostly remnants of the that connection and those powers, mm. but without
2: meaning. Well, but here's the other thing like the connection is between two people. So like could Ishar take the connection between Syl and Kaladin and then say, Okay, Kaladin, you and I are now bounded.
0: Hmm.
2: That's I, I creepy. Think, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't think so, but it's it's something to consider. No, one, I just, I, one thing that I think is important to note, and this is you know more Cosmere spoilers, but um, in in Mistborn Secret History*, um, Kaladin talks about connection with a capital C. Kelsier. Cal- oh, sorry, Kelsier. Yeah, Kelsier, mm-hmm. and like how he was connected to Vin. And how he was connected to Marsh with a capital C. So that type of bond that supersedes
0: Roshar and that supersedes Bondsmith. So yeah, yeah, this is yeah. That's not a bond. Yeah, so I I feel like it's important
2: because connection was introduced in uh, the Stormlight Archive, but it's something to think about because connection and investiture therefore both being capitalized, have to exist you know, throughout the Cosmere on a sort of a parallel frequency. Oh, and so yeah. I'm kind of curious then what a Bondsmith could do with other investitures. Yeah. Plus, I feel
1: as though they, they've they mentioned connection with a capital C in even in Rhythm of War that span realms. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I'm only partially remembering like Shallan um, would have had some sort of connection with um, or or Shallan heard about some sort of connection with someone on Ashen or or Scadriel. I, I I know these planets aren't populated, but <laughs> you get my meaning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Where not all
1: of these planets are
0: populated. Right. No, well, that's like a whole, yeah, like. Like, like communicate, like you mean, like kind of like that she could communicate with someone on one of those other, like what do you, or just so I remember what you. I I wish I could remember the context. Right,
1: I just remember it being invoked, um, sort of a, maybe not shalon, but just with Shadesmar, mar, where um, they're like, oh, the, this this connection spans greater distance, or it's it's beyond an, a certain type of investiture, or something of that nature. Um, it wasn't oh, okay. explicit outside of the context whatever they were talking about um, for me to remember very well. And, and right. we don't
2: know the full extent of connection. So, like, let's use Yasna and Wit. So, I'm going to say they are connected with a capital yeah. C. So, let's say that Wit goes world hopping and he finds himself on on Scadrial doing whatever he's doing over there. Does that connection supersede? You know that that general distance and what does that mean we um, don't know enough
0: about connection to to really well, well yeah uh, yeah now we're we're getting a, uh, a lot into spiritual realms because the three realms physical like it's uh there's like a lot of weird stuff that and going back to what
2: we t- talked about earlier like in book five like does does connection get talked about more but then also like the The greater Cosmere, the fact that connection with a capital C, investiture with a capital I has spanned multiple oh, yeah, books. You know, Sanderson wants people to read all about this so they fully understand. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think this is a deliberate choice on Sanderson's well, end Absolutely. Oh, totally. yeah.
0: i it it, it mattered yeah, it's it certainly I'll just say he's doing some stuff with connection in regards to who uh, like how people can access abilities in Mistborn Era 2. That's all, yeah, because that's a whole, that's a rabbit hole, but, yeah, like, Mistborn Era 2, in particular, like, some of the later, like, books, he's absolutely playing with how to access powers that you might not natively have had access to.
1: I, I mean, I can see his, neat, like, with um, Stormlight and Mistborn, if not any others that are with the side projects that he's doing, how, if he wants to deliver a satisfying conclusion to the Cosmere, um, with uh, the kind of the Easter egg um, enjoyment separately thing aside, how in certain, at a certain point, he needs to set the stage for a a conclusion. Yes. In the sense that um, he he creates different setups or different tensions about um, whatever conflict the Cosmere as a whole might be going through that he has to enter in there, um, independent of whatever the, the the central conflict of the individual story is. Um, even though, in order to keep it a coherent individual story, he has to. Um, be, Combine that in some sort of way. Um, I don't envy him that. That no. is, that is no. challenging, but it's also probably necessary if you want to look back at the end and go, I set this up right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Well, oh. and, and going off of that, and, and one thing that I've thought about as far as um, a, a potential contradiction slash, you know, painting into a corner that he might have experienced is... I- and this is going with, um, you know, the, the, the Cosmere spoilers and that sort of thing, is um, we have characters that are hundreds and hundreds and going on thousands of years old. And having read Warbreaker, we 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 can we know why Vasher is still alive. And we can make a really strong assumption as to why Vivema slash Azure is still alive. But, like, what's keeping Chris alive? What's keeping Hoi um, alive?
3: Oh, mm-hmm. um... But, I think that's, um, yeah, Chris, there is a certain method that's being used. Um, Chris is technically still aging, but it's just really, 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 really really, really slow.
2: Is that, is that all like Unbound Archotum? I don't remember. Where is that, Aaron? I, I just did some research about that whole
3: faction because I was curious about them. So. No,
0: it's, I, I'm, I, I forget exactly like what her deal is. Yeah. But there are multiple ways to uh
2: preserve uh, or uh, uh extend mortality. So it's kind of curious like is, is Sanderson just going to say like oh yeah there are multiple ways and you know not go anything farther which w- would be, no, a, he'll, he'll, be a way to make it or it, but
0: that would be like the easy way out. We we'll definitely learn about I uh, I think we'll definitely learn about how certain people are extending their life at or whatnot. Um, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, Chris, like, I mean, Hoy, like, he, I don't, like, Hoy is a just, like, he has access to lots and lots of magic stuff and weirdness that, yeah, and, yeah, but I do think we will get an answers, like, conc- more concrete answers eventually.
1: Um, Chris is such a relatively normal name compared to the others that I'm yeah. just imagining some, some, some person named Chris.
0: Well, it's, it's 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 spelled K H R I S S because it's fun. short for Chrisala. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah. just
0: Allah. yes. Uh, I. At the very least, let's touch on not a to car. I think, and then going. Yeah. And Speaking of Chris, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Because I had I still had a question
3: about about. Yeah. Okay, How so
0: thought art, so thought cars calls here, uh Aaron, you're yeah, just to get that so that's clarify, yeah uh, Aaron, so, clarifying.
3: yeah, so last episode I had mentioned um when we were talking about um, sort of that there's no real i mean there's a lot of antagonistic characters, but it doesn't feel like there's this like. This is the person that is, like, we all got to go after, um, or that's, like, the big bad, so to speak, right now, at least. Um, Agreed, yeah. In the Cosmere, so, In the Cosmere story, yeah. Yeah. So I had always wondered, you know, because we have Kelsier slash Car, we have things like Mraes, we have people like Hoyd and I'm sure the other Shards. And a bunch of factions that I'm not even considering right now. I'm just wondering how that, uh, I mean, maybe I can go into Warbreakers spoilers, but, um, uh-huh. but like, uh, but like, what is, what is Blue Fingers doing? I don't know. Like, what, like, how are these people all supposed to be interacting, um, uh-huh. in, the, in the future? Yeah, that's really my own big, uh,
0: question. Oh, uh-huh. wow. So to try and narrow that on a little, I think, well, I do think that Odium is at least currently the big bad of the Cosmere. Uh, I mean, he wants to launch, like, his ultimate goal right now is to use the humans of Roshar as, like, the start of his army to conquer the Cosmere. So that's, okay. Um, Yeah, so I, I do think Odium is, like, kind of the main big bad. I think Kelsier is up to some shady things. Uh, And, uh, but I don't think that, and I think that he will oppose like different groups of protagonists, but I'm not sure, but, but I don't see him as like the big, big bad and the, like kind of a, everyone's like, Hey, we need to go after that white Odium. So like, um,
1: Kelsier might have designs related for to his disdain of light eyes. I mean um
0: <laughs> Yes. Yeah. He we know he wants to get off of Scadrail. And that's and like, yeah, that's like the one of the only concrete things we know. I think but. it's
2: it's important to note that that um, Kelsier wants to get off of Skage because he believes it is his right to know more. It is his right and it is his privilege to, to do these things. And I think Chrysala is a good foil to that because Chrysala is just kind of like, I am privileged to world hop. I am privileged and I am honored to experience these things. And I just, I just want to be there to, to see what's there. Whereas Kalsear is like, secrets are being kept from me and that's not fair. Yeah. So like like going with, with again, Cal will will, will oh, like not God. be a protagonist going forward. He's not the big bad, but he definitely is just like, no, this is my due. This is what's owed to me, and I'm going to go after this, and
0: I will destroy anyone in my way. Oh, yeah. I and yes. And uh to that note, I think he is going to be certainly an antagonist of sorts in Mistborn One Era 3. Um, uh, but and, and kind of in Stormlight, but I don't know if we'll see him on screen. Certainly not in Book Five, I don't think. No,
1: that seems more of a down the line type thing because you don't want to um, you don't want to blow your load in that way. If you're Sanderson, where you want to make sure um, you, you reserve that um, and and keep it as a sort of hinty type deal until. Um, later on when you're getting into more uh, cosmic perspectives, like the Heralds in books eight and nine, yes, probably going to be the better place for it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they'll also know the Heralds will, and the audience will know more things, more, more things will be at the forefront, like Cosmere wide by then. So like, it's not, it will make more sense for more people to start showing up from other worlds In a more like, stormlight plot-centric way. Agreed. Um, Yeah, I I do just want to, or anything else on Thaydokar slash Cosmere. I do want to touch on just the new. We get uh, several new shards, and this is uh, definitely a Cosmere, a a Cosmere thing, but. So, we get Invention, Mercy, uh, Whimsy, and Valor are all new shard names that we get dropped in the letter. Uh, In, I believe it looks like it's Sazed's letter, to Hoid. I do remember Whimsy.
1: Um, I also remember, I, I should have brought this up earlier, but I remember Sazed uh, being as if, some, if you've read Mistborn, you can see pretty immediately without uh, going to outside sources that Sazed um, is clearly referring to himself and or someone else when he's talking about ruin and preservation. And I remember that looking at that and seeing that as the prime example of we are really getting into the Cosmere now. We're getting into the broader stuff going on. Um and at least in the case of um Caesar and Mistborn, it I love it because it's something I know and I'm like, <laughs> oh gimme, 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 gimme. Let's yeah. let's let's get into more of the interconnected stuff.
0: Yeah. No, that's well it sees it also has a very distinctive voice on the page, which like kind of helps. Yeah.
2: Well, I think like his voice in the epigrams are is the same voice that he had in the first three Mistborn books. <laughs> I don't want to say neutral, but um, un this is a, this is the wrong word to use, but like uninvested. He's just like I'm going to be as objective as possible. I'm just going to say what is very factual and nothing more.
1: Uninvested.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It was the right say, word. It was better than objective. So agree. No, it makes sense. He, because he have, like Harmony has an opinion, he's just not gonna give it.
0: No, he's giving, you know, like he he's I think he is kind of yeah, that makes sense. He is more reserved. I do think that he is kind of saying, but I think part of it is he's still very much learning about a lot of this shard stuff, and so he's kind of it's almost like the audience is getting like, hey, here's a new like respect, like here's someone that's just learning about this. Um uh, he does note that the like this is he's basically like saying basically he's like don't underestimate uh oh wait, hold on, okay. For, how are you okay, you seem afraid? He basically says to be more afraid of the power than the mind, than like the vessel. Which yeah, yeah. well, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see about that now.
1: Met all the vessels, all the different kind of vessels that you can have before. Has hasn't exactly met uh Mr. T before? No, he's
0: not. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, but yes, yeah, so that is like a nice kind of like connection. Um God, but yeah. Uh the one kind of thing kind of but it it it, it and John like you said it. He does start getting into even deeper stuff here, like so. Like he, refer- but he basically says that ambition, which is the shard on Trinity, which is one of the worlds from the novellas, that that was shattered by Odium and Mercy, uh, or that Mercy was involved in that, and ambition was destroyed. Which uh, is so
1: what you'd expect, too, for for Mercy to take a part in destroying ambition, right. So
0: that's interesting to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Like, and it kind of makes mercy a little terrifying. You know, like, oh, they worked with. They certainly weren't working against Odium because Odium would have killed them if they were. But yeah, and but that's also something that's totally separate from like for you, particular, John Mistborn or Stormlight, (laughs) where it's I mean, yeah, like Odium's involved, but like. It's this is referencing something that happened on a novella world that isn't even spelled out in that novella, and right. you need to go to outside sources to find out about. And again, for me, or for people that are more involved like involved and know what this behind the scenes stuff, it's really, really cool.
1: Which but, is not um explicitly involved at this time, but maybe we just need to
0: give it to book eight. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh. Yeah. But yeah, and and it could be like if, like, for someone that's read nothing but Stormlight, like these would be the this letter in particular would be kind of like, oh, what what is this and why should I care? I know this word odium and I've seen this spiritual realm thing and this shard word, but I don't know who this wonder dude is. Or where schedule is, or why I should care, mm. but it, that's why it's an epigraph, and
1: <laughs> and, right. and that could um drive people to check out other stuff because they're yes. like, "Oh, ruin sounds like a cool word," and like, I don't know, these 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 speakers sound awesome. Maybe <laughs> we'll check them out. Right. <laughs> So um, does anybody have anything to add to the magic system and universe tie-ins of Rhythm of War, slash, yeah, Rhythm of War?
0: I do want to go. I I I do have a couple. I do want to go, and I do I do want to do a little bit of prediction stuff (laughs) Uh, for Book Five, and we'll limit it to mostly Book Five, even though the ending of Book Five will probably have cosmic implications. Um, but yeah, I do want to do some predictions. What do you got? Um, the main. Yeah, I, I guess I'll stake this one. The main one that I think is that Dalinar is going to lose the contest of champions because. Van, like, Odium or Terevangian will create a scenario in which the only way for Dalinar to win is to compromise his morals or to compromise, like, his honor. <laughs> and so Dalinar would rather, like, lose and, like, per the whole message of the book and his, like, the whole message of his character more than any of the others, like, Journey for Destination, et etc. Et he will choose to lose. Rather than win by win through a way that forces him to compromise himself,
1: yeah, he'll, he'll self sacrifice. He, he, that, that's the choice that he'll make, yeah. I mean, yeah. Interesting.
0: Uh, any, yeah, that, that's why like main one, yeah. Any, any other, I mean, I'm excited for the Kaladins up uh, kind of buddy cop thing in book <laughs> five. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, any any other predictions or speculation
1: no we've pretty much gone uh, over the only other thing which is like uh, with the contest of champions where that falls within the within book five and how that's going to affect the pacing of book five what we should ex- expect um other than that um
3: i mean the only other thing that i've been
0: tossing around in my life is
3: Book five titles, but it has nothing to do with this book.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think he is gonna do the um KOW.
3: Well, I mean it's a kid, it has to be KOW. So I was like Kelsier on something. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, that's all I got.
1: What is what is this for for those of us not in the know? KOW.
3: Oh, so so that yeah so all of the titles of the series because um in in this world Kedix, you know all of the names the characters everything has to be uh mirror words so uh names like shalan Kaladin, they're very symmetrical um and so the titles are connect uh, symmetrical so we have way of kings wok and then we get words of radiance wor Oathbringer is the middle O, and then, so the, get, oh,
1: yeah. oh, and then we get oh yeah, and then we Rhythm
3: of War, which is R O W, which is a mirror of W O R.
2: Yeah, which... so
3: people are predicting the last book is going to be K O W, but I don't know what that means. Why well, I, anything? I <laughs> yeah,
0: something related to stones or well, stones on Hollow was like the original working title. But now that he's going with the ca- the katak, I don't think that's going to be it. <laughs> no, I don't know that he uses Kaladin. Though, like, I don't think that's going to be a title.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> no, no, unlikely. We'll have to we'll have to speculate further.
2: But not many yeah. words start with K that are like you know common like everyday parlance words. Because typically like, that could sound as a King being one of them, but. Mm-hmm. I can see I yeah, king, it could be king, but it was it was way of
1: king, so that's that's tough. Kilometer. Ugh. Yeah. Cl- not
2: n- knife
1: oh, of yeah. despair. <laughs>
2: knife, I mean, but there I mean there is
1: whimsy. Knife yeah,
2: there, there was a knife. That's true. Yeah, we had a and, knife. But, not an interesting knife, but yeah. Kebab's for everyone. Kebab's <laughs> for for weather. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, we're gonna look forward to the um the episodes of Acolytes of Merlin for kebabs for weather. Um, but, um, yeah. um I think we're all set. Does anyone have any final thoughts?
0: I think yeah. I I've talked a lot this episode, but yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we love it. All right. Yeah. Um if if that's not the case, then um we're your hosts, John. And Johnny. We also have Tim and Aaron and we'll see y'all next time.